the Twin Valley area from Spring Grove, Minnesota, that's kind of next to Mabel and Caledonia, La Crosse was, you know? And we came up here because we were extremely poor. <laughs> we couldn't make our mortgage. We, uh, my husband could not get a job. He had a construction company that folded because at that time when we came up in 1982, you know, the economy went kaput, you know. So nobody was building pole barns or doing things like that. Um, and he had gone to school for um, communication journalism. Um, and there was a ad in the paper for a managing editor of the Twin Valley Times. And it was right down his alley. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. And I said, you should apply for that. And he said, but, you know, uh, I am not there, you know. Why would they hire me? And I know the gifts and callings in him, and he was more than qualified for this job. And I said, just apply for it. And he applied for it and got the job. And then we drove up here, well, okay, we drove up here for an interview, and um, did we bring the kids? I don't, so. I don't know, I don't think so. But anyway, we came up, he accepted the job, got in the car, and told me, and I said, you didn't talk to me, I drove around Twin Valley, I knew what it was like, and I did not want to to live here. <laughs> I had come from the woods. Okay. But, but anyway, he did really great there. He really prospered the paper, and we, and we ended up both working there, and, and then God must have spoke to my husband, because he didn't speak to me. <laughs> told him that, uh, that there needed to be an evangelical church that preached born again, a full gospel message. There was nothing. So uh, we started a Bible study in our home in uh, Twin Valley. And again, I, I was not on the same page. Uh, it made me really nervous. <laughs> I, it was very, um, it uh, upset me. And then these people started coming to our house. And they were really nice. <laughs> and there was lots of kids for my kids to play with. And I thought, what? This isn't so bad. <laughs> I, can, I can live with this. And then, I don't know, something happened and we started a church. <laughs> that was crazy. And from then, it's just been all uphill. Amen. I mean, if God is is in it, you can't fight it. Oh, you can. 
You can't. You can't. And either you're going to come under the lordship of Jesus Christ and his will, or you're going to be miserable. And um, so that's who I am. And I had a dramatic salvation experience. We were druggies and, and vagabond hippies and, and living off the grid, being miserable, poor. And, you know, I could do everything. But that's not what I, I'm preaching on today. But anyway, where was I? <laughs> so, oh, I don't have to use this. Mama can hear There's books that my husband has written and 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 um, CDs out there, but I just wrote a book. It's a real book. It's a, a real is. book. I looked it over. And it says, "Help! I want to lose weight. Give yourself a second chance." I did, and uh, I lost over 80 pounds in. For 13 months, and I thought, I re this this is an accomplishment. This is an accomplishment. And I said, I'm going to tell people how I did it, and maybe I can give them some hope. You know, isn't this what it's all about? Giving hope. And so I wrote this book, and. Um, it isn't quite done yet because this is a proof copy. Yeah, we catch the final, final, final mistakes. And it will be ready probably second week in May or so. So if you would like one, you can uh, sign up. There's uh, the ministry table and put um, your name down. Uh, any amount of donation you want to give to the ministry. Later on, when it does come out, come out, you'll be able to get it on Amazon.com, Kindle, eBooks, online at Barnes & Noble. I mean, I'm doing the real thing. <laughs> and, and you know, when I go on Oprah, <laughs> when I go on Oprah, you'll say, hey, I know her. She's my friend. You want to sit with me? So yeah. praise the Lord. Amen. Well, I have some exciting news to share with you. I freeze when I come to this church, by the way. Freeze. <laughs> so I'm going to try to preach without that. Um. This, I, I wrote down um, some notes for my, my message today. And it took, it was a, a while to accumulate these. But this is where they are. And I had to write them down in real notes. So I'm going to kind of share from both here. And... Um, but I'm going to be talking on, I'd like to share with you, I'd like to impart 
I want to impart to you something about resuscitating your dreams. God has given you a dream that maybe you haven't fulfilled yet. He said, oh, but I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I told her you were old. I'm old. I'm old. Well, I'm old, too. <laughs> but God is not done. God is done when you're in the box. And you're down there. That's when it's done. It doesn't matter how young you are, either. God has given you something that he wants you. You know, I think it's so great when God gives you a message and you go, oh, I do know, I do know. <laughs> and then Kathy's getting ordained. Or, or she's already ordained. That dream that has been cooking in her for so long came to pass. And Kathy... I was sitting right about where, what's your first name? Lee. Lee. Oh, God, Lee. Lee. <laughs> I wish you had sat somewhere else, man. <laughs> <laughs> I could have written on that seat, Lee, don't sit there. <laughs> I was sitting about where Lee was when <laughs> Kathy got up yesterday, last no. night, and she started praying. And actually, I thought she was praying for this lady that was sitting here, but he was praying for Dan. Dan. Back there. I know. Dan. This is Dan. 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 <laughs> and Kathy just To do a little, <laughs> wrong person, <laughs> a little CPR. <laughs> you got to take charge. <coughs> I cannot take charge of Kathy's dreams. I can encourage her, I can pray for her, but Kathy is in charge of the dream that God has put in her heart. You know what you do? I am a former nurse. I just retired in December. Someday you'll retire. What are you doing? <laughs> but the first thing you do to give CPR 
Is you call 911. Who's the call center for your dream? Jesus. God. Lord, you gotta do something. You told me I was gonna go to the world. You told me, Lord, I was gonna build houses. You told me, Lord, you gave me this desire, Lord, call 911. But after you call 911, the next thing you do is go back to the victim. Or what do you do? You don't call them the victim. Uh, the patient. Uh, Client. No. The person who needs the help. You go back to the person, which is you. Oh, no. Poor Mark. You. Everybody put your hand on your chest. Say you. 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 Even grandma did it. <laughs> Is my grandma, how old are you? I'm going to be 19 August the 3rd. 90? <laughs> well, she, I, I want to tell you. Can I, do you mind if I call you grandma? Go right ahead. I love it. Okay. <laughs> don't, call me, don't call me like She's great, great grandma, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. great, great, she yeah. has dreams and desires yeah. Yeah. in her heart, and I know they probably all involve family. You have dreams in there. Right. Call on God. Let's resuscitate those things that have been under. And we say, oh no, God can do anything. He's the God of the miraculous. Amen. Man. Don't stop now. Oh, that's right. Don't stop now. You got to check for a pulse. <laughs> Mine was zero the other day. Say, God, are you really in this? Yeah. And let me tell you, if he put it there, it's real, and he wants it to come to pass. Now, your husband might be kind of... Or your wife might be kind of, or your mother-in-law. But who who's who has the authority in your life? Is it mother-in-law, sister-in-law, husband? Who has the ultimate authority in your life? But if you are married, I would work with that other person. I can't just say, smack a can of beans on the table for Tom and say, I'm going preaching. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> God is into that. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I'm, I need his help. I need his support. I need his love. I want him... You know, I didn't go with Tom for a long time, you know, because, you know, I kind of like to stay home, and, and we have a little farm site. We have a few animals and big gardens, and I, I'm kind of more, I'm kind of artistic. You know, I like to do stuff. 
really like to preach. Amen. <laughs> so, let's just keep pounding on our chests today. <laughs> Dreams wake uh, up! Hallelujah! Oh, Kathy loves this message. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to tell you, you guys have the best music I have ever heard in any church that I've ever visited. Amen. And Hallelujah. I'm not lying. It's the best music ever heard in them, and and the anointing. It's the anointing that's here. Amen. And just keep doing what you're doing. But let's wake up those dreams. Amen. correct, don't correct me. <laughs> but anyway, you know, they got their, their hands on the plow, you know, and I think you throw the straps over your shoulder or something, whatever. You know, you just keep, just keep going over the same field. <laughs> they turn around and you go back over it again. <laughs> Just keep you just keep going over the same ground over and over and over again. And you have this dream inside, you know, and and you start looking, and people say, Don't you dare look over that fence. You just keep plowing the same dirt. And you just keep going. And you think like, oh man, I should I, I should buy some new horses you know I could I could get more done if I had had new horses and somebody say you don't need any new horses old nags are good enough for you <laughs> so you just go back to the plowing again you know but you have something in your heart you can't listen to the right, to the right, or to the left, you have to listen to the Lord. And you got to smack that horse in the butt. Get it going. Run over that fence. Go buy the other piece of property. And you know what you could do? You could sell. You could get rid of those horses. around 
I used to uh, uh, wash clothes on a scrub board, but I, my husband bought me a glass scrub board. <laughs> the good kind. <laughs> I washed all my poopy diapers on those things, and, and uh, things didn't all turn out. After years of being on the road and living in teepees, oh, man, we were wild. We came back and lived in Tom's parents' basement. And they had a washer and dryer off in another part of the basement. So I would take my washboard, my washboard, and go in there and wash my clothes. And his dad came down, and he, had a, he always had a little bit of a scar in his mouth. <laughs> Wasn't wet, you know. He stood there. He was wash, watching me wash clothes. And the washer was sitting right there. <laughs> and he goes, and he was real slow speaking like that other one. <laughs> to go forward, not backward. <laughs> he just turned around and walked out. And I went, oh my gosh! I can use the washer! <laughs> Let's go forward, not backwards. Let's Let's do CPR on the old dream. Amen. <coughs> Amen? Amen? Sometimes people say, oh, you know, you're not a very good farmer. Your father wasn't a very good farmer, and you're never going to amount to anything. You've made mistakes. You've planted the wrong crop. You've had crop failures. I have failed so many times. It's unbelievable. I've had failures in our churches. I've had failures in my home. I've had failures on our farm. I've had failures in my relationships. But I'm a child of God. Amen. And he says, come on, Susan. Get it right. your relationships. I'll help you overcome making blunders, shooting off your mouth. <laughs> I'll help you. But you know, everybody makes it makes mistakes. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I think Wayne, I think Wayne says uh, uh, something about it. Uh, I don't know. I, I forget how I just said it. But anyway. <laughs> something about, you know, I wouldn't be if I was perfect. Yeah. Right? We all make mistakes. Amen. But it's pull up yourself by your bootstraps. God can help. God is for us, not against us. Right. If he has given us a dream, he wants us to fulfill it and he will equip us. Yeah. If we have, a, if we aren't able to make a <coughs> 
personal um, connections with people, but he has called us to minister to people, he will start shaking us and molding us that we won't beat the boot out of people. <laughs> Go for it. Get him, get him. Okay, Mark. <laughs> Enjoy life. Almost as much as me. <laughs> Enjoy life. You know, if, if you if you come in, oh, I'm not on you anymore, so don't get all your dander up. Repent! <laughs> For the kingdom of God has come! You wicked sinner! <laughs> I should have sat back there. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Richard. It's okay. <laughs> Hi. My name is Susan. What's your name? Richard. Richard. Yeah. Praise God. What do you do? What I do? Yeah. You know, do you have a job or occupation? Or? No, I'm retired. Oh, but you must do something. Yeah, cut what? wood. Cut Play wood. music. Play music. Whatever. Hey. Yeah. Oh, that's great. You know, I... I went to this church um, up in Gary, and oh, they had some awesome fiddler player. Um, would you ever be interested in coming up there and playing with us? Where? Up in Gary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Down <Of course>. Gary. <laughs> I flunked that test. Is that a little bit more effective way than beating somebody with a with a Bible? Yeah. Just love them. Amen. Just love. Ooh. <laughs> and you'll get a much po more positive outcome. And if, and you know, I know what I'm going to say. If we're a little bit more loving with our spouses, get, get them on board a little better. Amen. Amen. I'm not sticking to my notes here. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, it's better to listen to God because God has put that dream in your heart and he will bring it to pass. Amen. Have no doubt. God never gave up on you, so don't give up on yourself. Amen? Amen. Amen. 
God told Abram, I'm in the Old Testament, in Genesis 12, that he would make him a great nation. He was 75 years old. God told Abram in Genesis 16, well, let's, no, God, okay, in Genesis 16, Abram lost faith that he was going to be a father of nation and had Ishmael by his wife's maid. He let the dream go. He didn't believe God. When you quit believing God's going to do it, you got your, your, your foot in, in the tar pit, in the quicksand, and it's kind of hard to get it back out. So stick with the dream. Just say, okay, God, where is it? Don't be like Abram and have an illegitimate dream. Hang on to God. In Genesis 17, Abram was 99. Nine years older than Grandma here. <laughs> and the Lord said that you shall be the father of a multitude of nations and changed his name to Abraham. And Sarah was as old as Grandma. Grandma's going to freak out here. <laughs> Abraham was 99. Actually, it takes a year for a baby to cook. Abraham was 100 years old, and Sarah was 90 when they had their child together. There was a span of time. Now, I'm not here to say that your dream is going to take 25 years. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you a story that's in the Bible, a real story, a truthful story, a real story. Sometimes it comes to pass, but when it does, it's all God. <clears throat> Abraham was 100 years old and, and, and Sarah was 90. That was a hot time in that tent. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, amen. amen. <laughs> Hebrews eleven twelve says, Therefore, from one man who was as good as dead sprang a many a multitude as the stars in the sky and innumerable as the sands of the seashore. Abraham was as good as dead. His dream almost didn't have a pulse. Where's your dream? One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Been home is almost dead. 
does not want your dream, his dream, to die inside you. So let's start practicing some CPR. <gasps> it says that Abraham was as good as dead. What about Sarah? Hebrews 11, 11 says, By faith, Sarah herself was also received the ability to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who promised. We say, I am not able. I can't. I am this or I am that. Oh, oh, oh. God is able Amen. to make you conceive and bring forth fruit. God can do anything. I I am not I do not decorate my home with religious <clears throat> stuff. Okay, I don't have to do that. But Above my door, I put, the, you know, the sticky letters. <laughs> Nothing is impossible with God. So when I go out, I know that nothing is impossible with God. And when I go in, I know nothing is impossible with God. And when my kids come over, nothing is impossible with God. When I have my grandchildren there, nothing is impossible with God. When I watch the news, God forbid, nothing is impossible with God. Let that, let the Spirit of God just start doing a work in you. One, two, three. You know, I want you to start practicing this. You know, you're supposed to do two fingers above. You know, there's nothing wrong with just trying. Yeah, Grandma, you are alive. <laughs> she is showing you all up. <laughs> you know, when you're out there loading up horses or something, you can at least have one hand here. One, two, three. <laughs> I'm able to conceive. And bring forth. And bring forth. <laughs> oh, and bring forth. You know, <laughs> I, I, you know, as a woman, I can relate more to Sarah than I can to Abraham. And, you know, I think, oh, wow, she was able to conceive. <laughs> Your mind can really go wild here <laughs> with the two of them. But anyway, okay. <laughs> you 
to me is when Sarah gave birth. can bring it to, I don't know God is oh Susan Susan I gave you this I can I can help you Susan with this don't throw away your confidence Susan it's gonna come to pass I remember your name, but I remember Carol. 
<laughs> Don't throw away your confidence. One, two, three, and four. Boy, you're all when you see somebody passed out in the in the mall coming up here, you're gonna rush over and go, one, two, and three. <laughs> And they say you don't even have to breathe on them anymore. Yeah. Just keep their heart going. That's right. yeah. Right. yeah, that's what I heard, too. I'm not going to breathe on anybody's mouth. I'm just going to say, breathe! In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. Don't throw away your dreams. Don't throw away your visions in Jesus' name. Oh, but Susan, you don't know. I failed. We already went through this, but anyway. I failed. Failure is just the beginning of a new season, a new way. Failure is done with, it's over with, you can't, you can't make it, you can't, you can't do nothing about it. It's just the beginning of your success. Someday that house is going to get done. Believe me. <laughs> Just remember, everybody has failed. That's right. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen? Amen. 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 Romans 8.1. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. God is not standing up there with a big stick. That's good. I'll say amen to that. If you're trying, there's no condemnation. Just say, God, I'm trying. Help me, Lord. You know, you fall into a ditch. Get out of the ditch. Amen? Oh, okay. And you know, if I see my brother in the ditch, well, you. Loser. <laughs> hey, Richard, come on. <laughs> come on. Don't leave your brother in the ditch. That's right. Hallelujah. Don't condemn your brother. Say, hey, I'll back up my rig and, you know, we'll get a chains on. I don't know what you do. You know, as a woman, when I see people, you know, they have their blinkers on and they're changing the tire, I pray for them that somebody will come along and help them out because I'm not able to. So when we see people in the ditch, pray for them or help them. Don't push them in further. <laughs> Help them out. We're all in this together. <coughs> if I hadn't encouraged my husband to come up here, maybe this wouldn't have transpired. So I was working on him. I knew, I knew a lot of things about my husband. I knew he could write. I knew he could take pictures, and he had the Spirit of God in him. You know? 
So encourage, let's encourage one another. Encourage. Oh, Grandma's loving this. I love. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you know what's real important? This goes back to the farming. You just can't keep doing the same thing over and over again <coughs> to get it to a new place. Maybe you have to set your GPS to do a little different. Okay, you just can't keep doing the same thing. If the dream isn't happening, you have to change something. So you just can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. You have to set a new course there, Gene. I remember Gene went to Haiti with us. Yeah. Hallelujah. Pretty cool. And Jay, uh, Jay, Kay, let him. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, we're going to talk about another real awesome person in the Bible named Joseph. How many of you are familiar with Joseph? How many of you aren't familiar with Joseph in the Bible? You, you're not going to raise your hand. <laughs> well, do you remember the Joseph and the, the coat of many colors that they taught you in Sunday school? Yeah. That's the Joseph I'm talking about. <clears throat> Joseph, and he was well favored by his father. His father just loved him so much. <laughs> Where's Lee? Oh, I love you so much. <laughs> Joseph, you're so cute. I love you too. Oh. <laughs> and Joseph did. Yeah. He loved his daddy. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to make you a... I'm, gonna, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to make some, somebody else make it. Yeah, I'm going to give you... You're going to have to pray over my arm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the body's for. <laughs> I'm going to make you a pretty coat. I just love you so much. Joseph, Joseph had this pretty coat. How many brothers did he have? I forget. Twelve, wasn't it? Quite How many? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah, 12. yeah the tribes, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think there? <laughs> A lot <of> high. Brother <laughs> uh, Reuben. <laughs> you want one? Yeah. Well, you can't have mine. No, I don't think Joseph went around like that. He was pretty happy, you know, and his brothers uh, were out there, and they were very, very jealous of Joseph because he was loved by his father, and his father gave him something special. I mean, I'd have a tendency to do that too, maybe, you know. And... The more, it seems like, the more you get filled with God, people that don't know God, they get really jealous, and they get mad, and they turn into little stinkers, <laughs> and they're just looking for a way to stick out their foot to trip you. 
And sometimes you trip over that foot, but you get back up because God's for you. Well, you know, God was for Joseph, too. And his father sent Joseph with his pretty coat on to check on his brothers. And then when the brothers saw Joseph coming, oh, let me back up. Joseph had dreams. This is the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Got a property here. (laughs) Joseph had a dream. Then he saw sheaves bowing down. And and he he was excited and he says, You know, I had this dream and 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 all 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 the sheaves and he didn't really say you, but he meant you. We're bowing down. And they said, well, are we supposed to bow down to you? Who do you think you are? And his brothers started hating him because he had a dream. And he had another dream. And it was along the same line, you know. And and his brothers started hating him because he was blessed. And, okay, now he's going on, he's going to uh, check on the, his brothers and the sheep. And his brothers see him and they, he, they say, oh, here comes the dreamer. Joseph hadn't arrived yet. And they go, here comes the dreamer. Well, I hope people, when they see me, they say, oh, here comes the dreamer. I got dreams and I have visions. It's a good thing when people see that in you. They see that you're different, Norm. They see that you have a dream for your family. They see you have a dream for this community. A force. So it's good to be a dreamer. A one and two and three and four. Amen. Amen. So when Joseph got up to his brothers, look out, Richard. (laughs) Get your shield on. I got a Bible too. And they were going to kill him. They were going to kill their own brother. Because they had a dream. Because he had a dream. And it was given by God. Can you imagine the anguish in, in, in Joseph's heart? My own brother and... Oh, I was going to say sister because I have a brother and sister. They would want to hurt me. So they took that cloak and they put animal blood on it. And I believe it was Reuben said, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's, let's, uh, um, put him in a well. Oh, that's it. We'll put him in a well, and 
and then you will figure out what to do. So they put Joseph in a pit. It says a well, but it was a dry well. People don't have the spirit when they want to put you in a well. They have to put you in a dry well. <laughs> That's just a little ab-living. <laughs> but they put him in a well. Now, I am a very visual person. And I'm thinking about Joseph. They had, what was it, was he resisting? Oh, no, don't, you can't do this. You know, I love you guys, you know. I mean, is he fighting for his life or is he just succumbing to it? Or is he remembering the, the vision and the dream? Man, I mean, it's all happening. But they had to put a rope or a harness around him and put him in this well. You know, and he's down there, and he's listening to him. Oh, yeah, let's kill him. You know, and he, he's, oh, you know, and it's dark. And you know. What is he, what's, what's going in his mind? He had to hang on to something. He had to hang on to what God had spoken. And when you're twisting in the well, when you're tripped, twisting in the crisis norm you gotta remember what God has spoken to you in your heart all he could do is look up and see some some light God will let you see some light so what happens is um, Midianites came by and they said, hey, we don't have to kill them. We can just sell them. So they haul Joseph up out of the, the pit, and they sell him to the Midianites to go back to Egypt. Can you imagine again? They probably put something around his neck. Probably put something, because he'd run. Wouldn't you run? I'd run. I'd try anyway. All that time, Joseph had to remember, oh, what's this about bowing down? You know, I, my brothers are going to do that? Oh, it's certainly not happening now. And they took him away. They took him away from his father. Oh. Man. You can die in the well if you want to. Or you can look to get a miracle by God. And this is something I want you to remember. God didn't put you in the well. God didn't put you in the well. Something happened. Something opened the door, I don't know, whatever. But God is going to get you out of the well. Amen. Say, God's going to get me out of the well. Gonna get me out of the well. Amen. 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 He is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Joseph had to hang on to his dream. He had to hang on to his dream when he was a slave. 
He had to hang on to his dream when he was falsely accused. Have you ever been falsely accused? Yes. <laughs> Many of us have. He had to hang on to his dream in prison. He had to hang on to the vision when he saw his brothers again. He saw his brothers again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Joseph could have grabbed his brother. Why did you stick me in that well? But Joseph hung on to that vision. And by the end of the story, <laughs> His brothers were so shocked, but they they wept on each other's neck. You see, when you do good, good's gonna come back. Amen. Not right away, maybe. But God, nothing is impossible with God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh. Joseph saw his dream come to pass. Joseph had to hang on to his dream to return to his country. In Hebrews 11.22, by faith, Joseph, when he was dying, mentioned the exodus of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. Don't leave my bones in Egypt. Take them back. When we were in India, it was two days before we were supposed to leave, and I was done with India, by the way. <laughs> oh, I had a fabulous time ministering, but the other stuff was really hard. And there was the terrorist attack in Paris. And we were on the road going somewhere. And the pastor turned around and said, I don't know if you know. Obviously, we didn't know because there was no internet. But he said, there was a terrorist attack in Paris, and a lot of people have died. And, mm -hmm. and you go, and I looked out the window, and I'm starting to cry. And I said, God, don't leave my bones in India. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't. <laughs> you see, Joseph had a vision. When he was down there in that well, he went, one, two, three, four. And when he was in Potiphar's house, he went, Things got worse. They stuck him in prison. And he went, one, two, three, four. He had to keep doing CPR on himself because nobody else was going to do it for him. Nobody's going to bring your dreams about but you. Remember that. You can't. Tom is not going to make my dreams come true. resuscitate your own dreams. Are you getting this today? Amen. Amen. You have to see the future. 
Now, you know, I always like to end on a good note. <laughs> a happy, happy, happy scripture. Oh, you're done. Oh, oh glory you're... to God. <laughs> Is that feeding time? Yeah. <laughs> we passed. <laughs> was a long-winded preacher, but I also remember Tom left to go on the road for three weeks when we were in Twin Valley, and he left the church to me, <laughs> and I got up and I preached. I was just as bad as he was. <laughs> well, this is your happy scripture. 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober and watchful, because your adversary the devil walks around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Yeah, it's mine. You know, I've heard this preached many, many, many times. that the lion is gumless. <laughs> Have you ever seen a toothless lion? <laughs> no. Come on! No. He's got teeth. If, if he's going to devour you, yeah. he's going to devour you. He's going to eat your lunch, and he's going to eat you for lunch. So you have to one and two and look over your shoulder and see and keep calling on the name of the Lord. Jesus, 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 Jesus. When we were hippies, we were in West Virginia, we were part of a commune, except we didn't want to live with everybody. So, so we rented a house for $10 a month. Can you imagine what that house was like? It had electricity, I think. It had electricity, that's all it had. Didn't have any water or anything. Didn't have any plumbing or anything. And we were into transit and how do you say that? You know. And you have a mantra. God was so into Susan. You know what my mantra was? Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me. That's what I said over and over and over again. Instead of going, I said, help me, Jesus. And we'd sit in our front porch and we'd go, and I go, help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. And he's going, all right, all right. I hear you, Susan. God is for you. He is not against you. One and two watchful. Be sober. Don't let the devil rip off your dreams. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Is anybody going to give an altar? Altar call today? It's up to you. Hallelujah. You know, if you if if you don't know my Jesus, if you don't 
didn't quite understand because she's kind of in a different place than I am. If you don't know that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, and if you died today, would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? Would you go up or would you go down? But you know, one day, Jesus washed all my sins from me in Spring Grove, Minnesota on Main Street. <coughs> I was totally washed. I had done so much wrong. I had guilt like a backpack, and I was so miserable. I was so dark. I was so guilty. And then one day, he washed me all I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord. I've never been the same. If you would like to receive my Jesus, just come forward today. Richard, do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Yes, I do. Well, get up here. <laughs> See, this is teamwork makes a dream. <laughs> I want you to come up and, and receive Jesus like Richard and I have. Mark, have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Don't shut the door. receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior today. Don't go out that door. Amen. We're just regular old folk. Amen. Horse people. Amen. Shh. I'm not a sheep person, Thomas. I'm a chicken person. <laughs> you're, you're a chopper. Chopper and a fiddler. And I don't know. I'd like to see what God's going to do. <laughs> Anybody? Anybody just come up and say, yeah, 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 yeah. Anybody? Anybody? Anybody want to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior today? Yeah, going one, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back to Mankato, Minnesota, where it's in the 70s. Hallelujah. Okay, oh, we got one. We got one. <laughs> we do not have a fruitless ministry. We have one. Well, glory to God. I'm just going to assume you're all saved, and if you're not, you're going to be real soon. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory.
We pray you have been blessed and encouraged by this message from Tom Shanklin Ministries. Tom Shanklin Ministries is reaching the world with the good news of Jesus Christ. We invite you to become part of this worldwide evangelistic outreach through your prayers and financial support. To request our free monthly newsletter, you can reach Tom Shanklin Ministries at 507-407-HELP. That's 507-407-4357. Visit Tom Shanklin Ministries online at TomShanklin.org or send cards and letters to Tom Shanklin Ministries, P.O. Box 4144, Mankato, Minnesota, 56002.